0: who's back look who's back look who's back i'm back baby with a uh a fresh set of podcasts here with sacred city vision drip you guys had thought i forgot about this you thought this thing was dead and buried that that there was no bringing it back but here we are it's been a long hiatus i don't even remember exactly why i had to pull back i'm sure i got into a busy season and just this is one of the first things that goes on the chopping block um and so i was unable to um deliver content on a regular basis and 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 now i there first of all i see there's a, a need for some of this stuff to get out into your eardrums uh a little bit more than has been in the past there's so there's a market for it and now i have a little bit of time here Um, as some of responsibilities have been shifted around, and uh, summer is over, and that's always been a good time for family, and so I just kind of lighten up my load there. Now, I haven't been totally inactive in the podcast game, uh, because, let's see, it's probably been a a month or so. Uh, Over the last month, I've been uh, partnering with the the gentleman over in Sacred City, Davenport. Or I guess Sacred City, Iowa, now. Because if if you don't know, they're they're moving. They they've bought a building and they're moving into it here in the next week or so, week or two. Uh, and so it's really exciting for them. So yay for for God's provision there. Uh, but I've been joining them on the Sacred City Life podcast, a podcast that Pastor Justin has been hosting for a while, and. Uh, a few of us guys get together each week and we talk through some topics um, that are hopefully helpful in just um, general discipleship things and, and church life and uh, life on, in community, on mission, things of that nature. And what we've been doing is talking lately about, um, we'll be we talking about Donald Whitney's book called Spiritual Disciplines uh, of the Christian Life. And I've really enjoyed our conversations. I've really enjoyed rereading that book. In fact, if, if you haven't read that book, I would highly recommend um, picking up a copy, especially if you're newer to the faith and you're wondering, okay, what what, uh, what is this spiritual discipline stuff all about? Discipline sounds like a bad thing, right? You discipline your kids when you're naughty. Well, this is, this is not that. Um, this is, this is uh, preemptive Discipline. This is discipline in the sense of of training your heart and soul and mind, um, and and I think I think it's Calvin that calls to the spiritual disciplines the the. The gymnasium of the soul—it's a place where you exercise your heart, your mind—to um, to be able to to withstand temptations and trials and hard seasons, to to be able to weather uh, the challenges that life throws at you uh, by by deepening your dependence and your devotion to the Lord. And so, I, I would I would again highly recommend you. You can grab a copy at our bookstore. Uh, I think we've got a couple copies right now that you can pick up. And, uh, and get going on that and follow along with us. You can listen to that podcast, Spotify, uh, Apple P- podcasts, uh, and I don't know. it sometimes they pop up in other places too. I don't know how some of these podcasts get out, but, but they're out there. So you can find it sacred city life podcast. Um, join me on that, um, on a weekly basis. And as I'm looking here, uh, and, and kind of envisioning this next future of, of, um, what this podcast looks like, because I think they're, they're complementary to one another and I I don't want to overdo it. And I, I, but I do realize that a lot of you guys have commutes and you want to hear some, some stuff and, and it's good to have, um, this this constant drip of, of information that brings you back to the basics. That's why that's why this podcast is called Vision Drip Podcast. It's a steady drip of, of information that helps keep the the primary things in front of our nose. And so I thought, since it's been so long, since I've been away from this game for a, a bit, uh, I wanted to go back to some of the basics. And I want to start out with our mission as a church. We we you you've probably heard me say this a thousand times. Um, it's plastered on our wall in the lobby here. But our mission is to make disciples. To plant churches and renew the city, and in order to do the the second two of those, in order to to make this, to renew the city and to uh, plant churches, um, and I got those flipped in my head. You you've got to be able to make disciples, and um, and so what I want to do is start with this and, and just talk um, again. Bite sized, smaller, shorter little podcast to kind of like plug in and listen to 10, 15 minutes on your drive. And I'm already halfway through, so I got to get going. But um, I want to start with this idea of making disciples because that's something that we also, you say, make disciples. Yeah, that sounds great. We should do that. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And we kind of all look around at the room at each other and, and like say, um, so. Like who's going to do it? Like who's the one that's actually making disciples? And, and we're kind of waiting there, but we have to realize um, we have to realize our part in this. We have to realize who's responsible for making disciples. And, and and a great place to go is to go back to Matthew twenty-eight, where this great commission happens, where Jesus um, says to his disciples, um, "Go therefore, make disciples of all nations." Um, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded. For behold, I'm with you until the end of the age. So Jesus gives this commission. He gives this command, this great command, to go and make disciples. And if you read that, you might be like, okay, yeah, that that was clearly directed to those 12 disciples that were there with Jesus or the the ones that were there um, post-resurrection. And, and I don't know, you know, maybe it applies to church leadership, um, but I'm not sure if that applies to me. And, and let me just clear this up real quick here, because um, the work of making disciples belongs to every Christian. Every Christian is a disciple, and part of discipleship is to make Disciples. This is why Jesus tells his his disciples that they're going to become fishers of men. They're they're going to go um, and do work that recruits more men that that proclaims the gospel and recruit. It's not like a marketing scheme here. I don't want to say it like that, but in the sense of they're going to go evangelize. They're going to share the gospel. They're going to collect the elect, and they're going to teach them as the Great Commission says: teach them to obey all that Jesus has commanded them. Uh, And so that also implies a couple things here. There's the individual basis first, that that I need to obey Jesus. I need to learn to obey all that Jesus has commanded. And then I need to help other people obey all that Jesus has commanded as they learn who Jesus is and what he has done for us in the gospel. And so I just wanted to clear that up, that, that the work of discipleship belongs to not just the church leaders um, but to the whole church, the church leaders have a specific function in equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, as Ephesians four talks about. But it is the the saints, the 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 Christians, your average ordinary um, average Joe Christian is called to make, disciples you are to give yourself to the work that Christ has called you to whether that is is um, building others up by speaking truth and love using your gifts to serve them teaching them about spiritual disciplines um, or even things that are, are more practical in nature like husbands how are you how do you become a, a husband that resembles Jesus wives how do you how do you become a wife that resembles the church at her best and children to parents and things of that nature Your bosses to employees and 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 all of these other dynamics of dealing with relational issues and uh, finances. I mean, it's just the whole list that literally there's not a single aspect of life that is outside the reach of discipleship. Because what discipleship is essentially is teaching people how to follow Jesus in the everyday stuff of life. What you're doing when you're uh, when you're a disciple of Jesus, you are following Jesus. When you're discipling others, you're teaching them how to follow Jesus with you or alongside of you. And so we are learning the way of Christ while teaching the way of Christ. That's what is essentially what discipleship is. And, and discipleship isn't, is, it is the activity of faith. So as as God gives us the faith to believe in Christ the Son, who has come to redeem um, the world, who has come to save those who put their faith in Him, all who the Father has given Him, then we are to follow Jesus, not only to be saved by Him, but to our lives be shaped and molded and formed by Jesus and to take the shape of Christ's life. And so we must... Um, have this mindset of, of I'm here as a disciple to make disciples. Now, real quick, just to wrap this up, because I'm looking at this, I'm coming up on 10 minutes already. It just feels like time flies. I just started talking, but in order to make disciples, we have to realize, um, disciple making does not happen in isolation. Um, if you think you can If you think you can do discipleship, just you and Jesus and your Bible tucked away in a prayer closet somewhere, you will not, um, you will miss out on so much of what discipleship is meant to be. Because as we see Jesus um, not only tell us to make disciples, Jesus models for us how to make disciples. And the way that Jesus made disciples was in community and on mission. Now, I, um, in my college days, I remember there, there were a lot of different college ministries, and, and um, some that were just really, really involved in in disciple making. that a, had a great vision for making disciples, but their their method of making disciples sometimes was was lacking because oftentimes discipleship would be viewed as this one-on-one activity. If it, it's either this individual thing that I can do by myself in isolation, or a one-on-one activity where there's somebody who's more mature, you get your Paul and you get your Timothy. And there certainly are those mentor relationships where, where like Paul, for example, with Timothy and even Titus, invested them in a in a unique way. Um, but all. Almost all of the correspondence that we have between Paul and Timothy also takes place within a larger community, um, whether that's a cohort of young pastors or or if it's um, just in general some other people who are co-laborers in the gospel that um, that that are are placed around him. And 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 this is because the way that Jesus did ministry was in community on mission. Even Paul, as he was converted, um, he didn't stay in isolation. He he collected a team as he was as he was preaching the gospel and, and gathering people and he worked together with people. So he was in community as he went. And of course, then he reunited with, with the other apostles later on. And, and so this is one of the things that we we come back to time and time again. We say the only way to make disciples is in community and on mission. This means that to make disciples, you need to be in discipleship context. You have to be in places where discipleship can happen. Now, let me say this first. Discipleship can happen Anywhere. You can have a discipleship conversation over lunch, you can have a discipleship conversation um, smoking a cigar on a back patio with a neighbor or somebody from your mission community in a car ride, in, in with your kids at the dinner table, all kinds of places that are more informal settings where discipleship conversations can happen. And, and these conversations revolve around um, what the Lord is doing in your life, the things that He's showing you through His scriptures as you're studying and meditating and praying and and, and devouring the Word of God, and, and you your life conforming to the image of the sun. And so there's, there's places like that. You're sharing struggles with people. Here's, here's where my sin is. Here's my temptations here. Here are the idols that I feel so tempted to bow down and worship. And so these are conversations that can happen. And a lot of times it's even more of, um, uh, checking in on people. How are you doing? You had a hard week this week. I don't know. Maybe you lost your job. Uh, maybe, maybe stuff at home has been pretty rocky or, or there's been a death in the family or something along along those lines, that just life has come at you and we want to hear, how are you doing? How are you responding to that? And what kind of encouragement and what kind of advice, what kind of, um, of of gospel exhortation can we give you so that we can help you fix your eyes on Jesus, that your feet would be anchored in his word and your hope set on Christ who is seated in the heavenlies. So, Th- this discipleship conversation really can happen anywhere. But I do believe in order to to have um, profitable discipleship rhythms, we have to be in certain places at certain times. Um, and so in other words, there's certain contexts where discipleship is happening um, that is very special and a unique thing takes place. Now, the first place that I would just urge you with all my heart is to be in is Sunday morning gatherings. Um, we are told in the Ten Commandments, do not uh, do not forsake the Sabbath. Um, honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. This, this Lord's Day Sabbath, this is a, a, a day of rest from our work and a day of worship unto the Lord. And in this time, as, as the saints gather for um, hymns, singing, and songs, and the liturgy and the preaching of the word and the sacrament, um, there there are real discipleship opportunities happening here, both relationally in the foyer, um, before church, after church, going to lunch or whatever, with opportunity to connect with people, but to sit under the preaching and teaching of the word of God um, by, by people who have been, by men who have been appointed to the office uh, of elder or those. Those who are functioning as an, an interim preacher for the the Sunday these are our places where the Lord is is um, at work in a unique way that the Lord gathers he's, he's present with us in a special way on Sunday mornings and he is working there on the church while we rest God works on us and is is changing our hearts and our minds to become uh, more like Christ so the Sunday gathering a huge, Uh, You call that a a discipleship context, a discipleship environment that you, you need to be in every week if you are going to be a disciple and to make disciples. The other one, I would say, is some kind of community. Um, and, and the way that we live that out here at Sacred City is, is through missional community life, where we're gathering together on a regular basis. We we have people who come from all different backgrounds, lifestyles, different hobbies, interests, personalities. Um, it, it's not like a, a homogenous, everybody's into this one thing and they all get together. It's it's really a bunch of people who all they share in common is their love for Jesus, or their at least their desire uh, to know who this Jesus guy is and what it looks like to follow him, whether these people are are truly Christians or if they're people who are are seeking that are are wondering what it looks like or who Jesus is and, and are people that we're on mission to. Um, these are places where discipleship happens in in the dinner table conversations. Um, and I do hope that as you sit together and eat with your missional communities, it's not just, you know, a, a dish session a section where you are, are just catching up on, on the last week's, you know, sort of arbitrary events, but actually talking about heart level things. Hey, th- this is what happened. And here's how I'm dealing with it. Or here's how it makes me feel, or here's, here's how I'm thinking about these things, or here's what the Lord's doing. So using those opportunities that you have to sit down and actually dive into meaningful conversation. Um, and now that's not to say that it all needs to be like super, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you need to get, you know, uh, super legalistic about this. There's something that are just about camaraderie and and fun fellowship that that ought to be enjoyed as well. I do think that is that is an often overlooked piece of discipleship. Friendship, genuine gospel friendship, um, is oftentimes overlooked. And then we'll have to do another podcast on this because just too much to do but but this these environments of the Sunday gatherings of mission communities where we're, we're eating together we're praying together um, sharing our our heartaches sharing our needs asking for God's help his direction um, the ability to sit down and go through curricula or a Bible study or a sermon discussion where we're wrestling with um, the Bible together the Word of God we're asking God what are you saying to us and how how are we to obey you if this is something that you commanded us and we're to obey all that you've commanded how are we to to live, that is a great opportunity because community oftentimes uh, helps you see things that you cannot see by yourself, right? I can't see the back of my head, but if I've got a friend there in the room that says, "Hey, you've got a blind spot here, and it's in the back of your head, and you got something weird going on," you need to address that. That that is a helpful thing. That not only that is them discipling me; they're pointing out a thing and they're offering encouragement and a way forward. Um, but it, it's me uh, growing as a disciple of Jesus Christ, right? So discipleship context. Now, um, uh, this is something that we haven't done. At, we haven't talked about it as much. It's going on. I know I know it's going on in several places in our church, um, but but if you want to take a step further um, into missional community, the next place that you would go would be to Fight Club. You would find uh, three, four, you know, maybe even five other men or women uh, that that you could get together with on a regular basis and work through some of the more um, more in depth discipleship things that you're you're all reading a book together and and you're seeing how God is speaking to you through that or you're studying a specific passage. And asking the question, how does this help me be a better husband or a better man or a better wife or a better woman of God? Um, so these are contexts that if we are to make disciples, that we have to, one, realize that that as we step in there, we should expect to be discipled and we should be ready to be making disciples. And two, that we just need to be in these spaces. And when we're in these spaces, we need to be intentional about the time that we have. So there you have it. Uh, I'm already at 19 minutes, but that's kind of what you get. That's par for the course with me at this point. I, I think, I think you've been rocking with me, uh, for a while. You know that by now. But uh, that's the first piece here is talking about disciples. We're, we're going to make disciples. Um, who's doing that? Where are we doing that at? A couple of big, big questions. And then we'll continue moving through some of this here in the coming weeks. It's been good to jump back on here and just talk for a little bit to you. If you have any questions about this or if you have any ideas about, hey, I'm, I'm trying to think, how, how does my life um, come around this concept? I'd love to be able to sit down. Um, I'll take you to coffee um, or you want to sit down here. I'll make you the best cup of coffee in the Quad Cities if you want. Um, sit down, talk, uh, and, and process some of this together. It's my joy and my privilege to, to not only to be one of the chief disciple makers here at the church as, as the lead pastor of sacred city Moline, um, but to empower you to, to make disciples both in your home and in your mission community and the places where God is sending you as you evangelize and share the gospel with other people. So I hope this is helpful. Reach out to me. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. God bless you. You have a great rest of your week.